different time. Shabbos is Chastavis Etav Shin Gimel. Shiurim, Chumish, Vayechi Shvi in Pirish Rashi, Tilim, Kapitol Pechas and Pechas, Tanya Perikidal Vazali Umas Shale Gama Elotei Eme Chazak Chazak Vinit Chazak. Okay, I want to read that again. This is Vayechi, Shabbos Vayechi. So it's the first Chazak, right? We have five Chazaks in the Chumish. Vayechis, Shmois, Vayechi, Midbar, the Rebbe puts in a minute. That when you say Chazak, Chazak, Vinit Chazak, how does it work? The Balkaida finishes reading, and we all scream together, Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazak, and then the Balkaida answers after us, Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazak. The person who gets the Aliyah says Chazak with us, not with the Chaz, this Chazak with us. Ba'aminas v'yinei b'mitzayi Shabbos Kedish, Kaitlin Pasek Eidachem of a game, I have a little bit to the It's a unique Lubavitch custom, I don't know if you've ever paid attention to this, but Matzah Shabbos, again, I don't know how many of the women have in my so I don't know how real, re- relevant this is. After Shemayna Esther, we say, Vihinayim Bata Kaddish. We say, Yeshe Besaysen. The last part of Yeshe Besaysen is, Eirech. Telling you. Eirech Yom Mas Vieyu, Barei Bishuasi. Yeah, I'm saying it all the words. Eirech Yom Mas Vieyu, Barei Bishuasi. In most Sadurim, at the end of this chapter, it says again, Eirech. It's also in the Pasuk twice. Custom is that during the davening Shabbos we do not repeat it twice, but Matzah Shabbos we do repeat it twice. Why? I have zero idea. I'm sure there's an explanation. I don't know it. Now, the years of Samachtadik Gelat, Samachtadik was a child. The Lama is a Kosov and he learned the pasuk. The Yaakov Avinu lived in Mitzrayim for 17 years. At the word Vayechi, and he lived. The Malamid translated, the Rebbe Tzemachtzadik, as the Balaturim translates. What does the Balaturim say the word Vayechi means that he lived? Yankev Avinu what you left the Zibit and Bessiyar in Mitzrayim. The 17 favorites, the choicest, the best years of Yankov in his life were the last 17 in Mitzrayim. And the Mosaddik was surprised by this. He came home from Chedesh. Shaul as the Kani Admur Azok, and he asked his Aedir's grandfather. Remember that the Mosaddik didn't have a mother. He was raised by his grandfather. And he asked his Aedir, the Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe, how he talk and how could it be? To Yankov Avinu, Bakhira of Yankov Avinu, the best of the three. His best years should be Yud Zayin Shana, the 17 years, Shagar, the Eretz Messiah, during which he lives in Egypt. Of the whole world, it was the most abominable. The Rashi and Chumash, as Markim Shegalu Yisrael, is is Magunim in Akel. The place where you live is the most perverse, is the most ruchnius, filthy. As they state in Rashi and Pesach Rashi Alteder, Yankel Avinu's best years in Mitzrayim was a place of sickness, it was a place of perverseness and the lowest order. The Yanei was Marazak. So Alter Rebbe says to him, if it's written. Yankov Avinu sent Yehuda ahead of him. To provide direction for him, Goish to the city of Goish. The east of the Medrash, move over Rashi. It says in the Medrash, Rashi explains it. Close it. 
Abnechemi says, Why did he send Yehuda ahead of him? To set up by Yeshiva. Before Yankov Vino arrived, they already set aside what home would be the best Medrash. The Yidin would sit and study Taylor. To provide Tater ahead of him in Gaish. As men learn Tater, when one studies Tater, that men learn to some Abish and Baruch, who become both of the Abish. Even in Egypt, is given by Yechigalef. Even in Egypt, by Yechigalef. I'm reminded of a story. I'll tell it to you now because I'm going to forget it next week. The Fiedic Rebbe wrote memoirs, which are published. The memoirs officially are the memoirs of the city of Lubavitch. He begins with Lubavitch. He starts to mention Lee, but the city of brotherly love. <laughs> the Fiedic Rebbe's memoirs are amazed. They're amazing, but they're also amazed. And it's, it's so wide, it doesn't finish. The memoirs are unfinished. The Fiedic person passed away. the beginning of the memoirs, he talks about the city of Lubavitch. And certain personalities that were involved in building the Shtetl. He writes about the Shilov and the Kaltik and the Dubrovna He lays the streets in Lubavitch. Friedrich Rebbe tries to give you a, a sense of the reality of the Shtetl of Lubavitch. The city, the village was 400 years old or something like that. And he describes the shuls, the different shtiblach in Lubavitch. One of the shtiblach he describes is Binyamin Shtibl. Binyamin Shtibl What's the story of Binyamin Shtibl? There was a Parsha of the Yid named Binyamin, who they later found out was a hidden tzaddik. And as soon as people found out he was a hidden tzaddik, he disappeared from the marriage. But he lived with his wife, they had no children. I forgot his wife's name, but it's written. Simple Jews, nobody thought anything of him. And like I said, he actually turned out to be a hidden tzaddik. He was a dear friend of Walter Schuster. Remember Walter Schuster? If you don't know what I'm talking about, you must read the memoirs. I don't care. This you can find time for. You have no time to dive and mail it, but the memoirs you have to read. <laughs> but the memoirs are, this is Avas Hashem Yir Sashem. It's, it's, it's a package of Avas Hashem and Avas Hatayr and Avas Israel. It's, it's, it's raw love of God. Mamish. Saturation, you know, there's no problem with absorption. You go straight to the nishan. In any case, there was a fire in Lubavitch, and the city burned to the ground. This was life. In the shtetl in the old days was a fire. The city burned to the ground. Everything was made of wood, and after a number of years, it became mamish tinder. The wood was dry like toothpicks, and if it was a hot, dry summer, a person made a small mistake, his house went up in smoke, and all the homes that were attached would. It was, it was life. Every generation they rebuilt a home. It was life. So after the Mesach, the ambers smoldered out, people took a rake and they tried to find a piece of jewelry left or a piece of silver to salvage something from their prior lives. Then they went out into the forest. They chopped trees. They, they collectively carried them back. They went out. However, it was, a, it was a life. It was a life. It was so hard and so beautiful at the same time. I was never there, but that's the Matthias. And they built homes. The Yaman was an Einfach Aido, a sneer sticker man. He had no children. 
when he rebuilt his home, he's building himself a palace, a huge house. He he hired Goyim, I don't know how it was worked out, and they were schlepping cleted beans, and from the foundation that he was laying, it was clear that he's building himself a home like as if he has a dozen children. A huge house. And the people were aghast. What? Moises, what an indulgence. What are you going to do with this house? And people thought the Chef is at Madame. The Yamas. Shame. You should be embarrassed. What are you going to do with this house? Where are you going to live? You know, you're going to eat breakfast in one room and lunch in another. Sunday night you're going to sleep in this bed, your mother. He said, you know, everybody has time. It turned out that he was building a shul. When the city burned to the ground, the shul also burned to the ground. Who thought about the shul? Who thought about the shul? Yeah, they were good Jews, and they would have eventually gotten around to building a shul. But you need a life, you need a roof over your head. And a Yomun is building a shul. But he didn't tell anybody. He let them torment him. You know, all the months that the house was going up, and people were saying, Yomun, it's pastnished. You don't need a house this size. You have no children. Yes. <laughs> and when the house was built, he took an Oren Kedish, he put it into the shul. This is Benyamin Shtim. I just reminded of the story as I read this. Okay, but Mamsha, find next to him. Okay, we'll see you next to you. 